You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about paul simon hearts and bones in the room i have rob hey and ben hi and on the line i have kyle howdy hearts and bones is a six solo studio album by paul simon it was released in 1983 on the warner brothers label the genre is pop and rock and i'm gonna read from the book william fulford jones The 1980s did not begin well for Paul Simon. His movie One Trick Pony and its soundtrack were critically lambasted, and his acrimonious departure from CBS was succeeded by writer's block. However, therapy drew him back out of his shell, and the songs that followed formed the crux of Hearts and Bones. This record was originally intended to be a Simon and Garfunkel album, the duo having reformed in 1981 for a free concert in Central Park and a subsequent tour. However, it didn't not take long for old wounds to open. Bye, Artie! <laughs> <laughs> the few Garfunkel contributions Simon originally allowed were excised from the album, which eventually emerged as Simon's fifth solo set. Hearts and Bones is at its best when it shows Simon's age. The singer turned 40 in 1981. Train in the Distance about his first wife, song about the moon, uh, seemingly written as self-analyst, and the late great Johnny Ace, a tribute to John Lennon with strings scored by Philip Glass, a pure reflection. Conversely, the record slips when it dates not Simon, but itself. Allergies is almost lost beneath the booming drums of a sessioneer, Steve Gadd, still... Weak moments are few. Simon may have approached his 40s with vigor, but the public were not ready. Hearts and Bones performed even less well than the predecessor leading Simon to head to Africa for its follow-up Graceland that fared better. All right, uh, what do we think of Paul Simon, Hearts and Bones? Every great artist has missteps, and I love Paul Simon. I knew I probably wasn't going to be able to love every Paul Simon album. And here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even then, though, like, it's not my favorite Paul Simon at all. And it's, but he's such a good songwriter. Mm -hmm. It's not as if he's doing anything necessarily bad. Yeah. Like, there's nothing orally offensive. This is not him at his best. Yeah. For sure. Allergies? Really? No, man. Really? Why is that even the opener? Why is it? How he, come the he, opening song is about having allergies? He definitely listened to trans, like, before yeah. going in and doing this record, to just specifically for that, like, the uh, the vocoder at the beginning of that. Like, it's... It's the lamest album opener. Not very good. It's not great. It would have been worse, I mean, it's a little upbeat, I guess. 
Cars are cars is so dumb. Cars are cars That's is one of the worst. Awful. All I wrote next to that one is nah, man. Awful. Yeah. It is not all even, over the world. It is not even right. He's like cars are cars all over the world. Engine in the front, I'm like well, actually, yeah. You know, like, I, I felt insulted seen some cars by the time that came on. Let me tell you the true. tale of the Yugo. Yeah. I got angry right. listening to the car song. I did too. I was like, I, I literally was like, "Is this Raffy? Am I listening to Raffy right that, now?" So spot on, no. man. It could have been Raffy. That, that could have been a Raffy song. And that's it comes on right after Banana Phone. And it's not. <laughs> You know, it's not Paul Simon's <laughs> fault that Raffi, you know, ripped off Paul Simon. Is Raffi just Paul Simon for kids? Uh, kind of. Have you ever seen Raffi and Paul Simon in the same room? <laughs> yeah, is was... Raffi just Paul Simon is my question. <laughs> Paul Simon with like a fake beard. Beard, yeah. And a hat. Just, no. Although Paul, Paul Simon wears hats yeah. a lot of the time. I mean, they have the same yeah. style hat. I think Raffi and uh, Yakov Smirnov look <laughs> pretty much the same too. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, the best thing that I could come up with for how this album made me feel is the way that like 70s directors, when they had kids, sure. they started making these movies in the 80s that were like, Ugh. like, yeah. like, like your like your hooks or couple is uh, like later work. Couple is later yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. Are we going um, to talk about hook tonight? <laughs> uh, I hope not. Like Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2. I was waiting. Like yep. just the whole like it, it has that or like a, a fucking uh, three men and a baby like that was a great director. I mean, that, oh, I think Leonard Nimoy's a great director. Oh, okay. I mean, I I, I enjoyed Search for Spock. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it does. But like it it it, it made it made me feel the same way that like those things did. Like it's like you just. I, but, yeah, and but I think why? it's it's like why is it the book? We're putting in the book in the yeah, book. Well, it's in we're, here. we're clearly getting Graceland. Yeah, we're yeah, getting Graceland. I don't know. In, in fact, it, it, especially since like you know the first sentence of like is like Paul Simon had a rough time in the early eighties. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Let's catch up back with him on Graceland. Yeah, yeah. you know who had a rough time in the seventies? Neil Young. You wouldn't know why we covered all those records because they fucking rule. They did. <laughs> yeah. Rule. yeah, this does not make me feel the same way. Yeah. Even even as much as I was like, oh, tonight's the night. Meh, I'm still like. I respect that album so much more than than this album. Of course. This, and, yeah. No, please. Someone, I, someone I, else. I did not know he was struggling with writer's block, and that's a bummer. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I do too. Because yeah. this this collection of songs just feels like he's scraping his reserves to come up with enough songs for to flush out to flush out for an album. Is how it sounds to me. And these songs don't really feel like they have anything that much to do with each other. It's not like I'm 40 and here's like a collection of songs. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, like, I feel like, well, I think Graceland addresses like midlife crisis is better than, sure. than this does, you know? Well, it, it's, yeah, it's an invigorated Paul Simon. Yeah. I mean, it just. There's nothing bad happening here. Sure. So well, yeah, that car song. Yeah, that car song is bad. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I feel like I could have. I feel like I could have uh, died without ever hearing "Hearts and Bones," and I wouldn't feel like I was at a great loss. Yeah, and there's, there's plenty of great Paul Simon. Sure. On the last leg of a journey, they started a long time ago. The arc of a love affair. Rainbows in the high desert air 
Mountain passes slipping into stones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones Hearts and bones I wrote down uh, farts and bones <laughs> Renee and George have agreed with their dog after the war It is a great song it's also available on many greatest hits collections. Yeah, I thought Hearts and Bones was actually pr- I like pretty too. too. Yeah, um, I liked Think Too Much. Uh, a or B. Which, which one? Yeah, I liked uh, I liked both actually. Oh. Uh, I, I liked the uh, like B because I'm a sucker for mallet percussion. And I yeah. liked A because yeah. fucking Nile Rogers. Yeah, those are uh, uh, yeah. uh, side two. Job. Side two kicks off with Think Too Much A, which is strange that it comes after Think Too Much B, but. Uh, I, I liked uh, Think Too Much A. Me too. Nothing like about the, this album makes sense. Yeah. The late, great Johnny Ace I thought was pretty goddamn good. Also, I learned some history looking into that yeah. song. I didn't I didn't know much about Johnny Ace. And I just wrote I down even the dog shit lament to John Lennon, Lennon isn't terrible. But yeah. meh. Um, and I said that I liked the uh, Zero Boy Civilization Stein if we're going <laughs> to talk about posthumous John Lennon. <laughs> It's interesting to tie the three Johns, the three Johns that tragically lost their life young, that all had... Actually, that was one of the songs I did connect with, because it's, it sounds like it's Paul Simon not talking from a character, but kind of reflecting on... He said, like, the first celebrity death that he remembered that really had an impact on him was Johnny Ace. Uh, he was, like, one of the first, like, music musical artists that he was getting into. And when he had read that he died like from an accidental self-inflicted gunshot wound on Christmas day, that'll, it'll shake up a kid. And then like second verse is uh, John Kennedy in 63. And then, yeah, third verse is John Lennon. I think it's, it's a bit of a, like an Abraham Martin and Barton and John vibe, but, uh, but more of like, not for the world, but personally for, for, for Paul Simon. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because you got to see a little bit of, he sings. He sings from a character so often. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's interesting. It, it's nice to like. I yeah. felt like he was singing from himself on that one. Yeah, and it does seem like he is getting a little introspective. I mean, going with uh, therapy and and kind of self reflecting on things. But you know, allergies. Allergies. I mean, like, is that really where you want to reflect? Hearts and bones. Yeah. A uh, song about the moon. Things like. I liked know. allergies. <laughs> I have a star next to allergies. In 1983, was allergies like was it like a recent concept that people like Paul Simon's like this is topical. I need to I need to get on this and write a song about having allergies. I mean, maybe his eczema like lit up and that's all he could think about was it kept him from scratching. Yeah, allergies. Makes me feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the matchup that we, that we <laughs> need. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve Gadd on drums. Uh, if I, I didn't write it down, so I could be mistaken. Isn't like Jeff Percaro on here as well? There's so many people on this yeah. album. I looked up the per- personnel, and it's there's, it's like literally 30 people. Mm-hmm. It's un- kind of unbelievable how many people are on here. Now, Rogers... Uh, who'd you say? Uh, it, Jeff Percaro is he on here? 
He's a Toto drummer and also did a lot of session work. He is. Yeah. He's right there. Yeah. And he did drums on Train in the Distance. Yeah, Train in the okay. Distance. I mean, yeah, it's like everyone did one song. Yeah. Jeff Beccaro is the, uh, the, uh, the shuffle, the shuffle guy, the Rosanna shuffle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Purdy shuffle. Thank you. Couldn't think of Bernard Purdy's last name. I'm like the Bernie shuffle. <laughs> the icky no. shuffle. <laughs> the Super Bowl shuffle. It's pretty sure it was the Super Bowl shuffle. So the album itself isn't stinky enough to be just like, it's not a bad album. Mm-mm. Right. But it was a commercial flop. And I ask you guys the question. Is it because of the songs or is it because it was supposed to be a Simon and Garfunkel record and then it turned into a Paul Simon record and people are like, but I want my Simon and Garfunkel because it's coming hot off the heels of the live and live in the park. I think it's a lacking of hits. I think it's a lack of singles. Yeah, there's no singles on here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what about that uh, Cars or Cars song? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a banger. Um, I mean, looking at this, I mean, they usually have singles. There's no single. There's no singles. There's no singles. Yeah. What the hell are you going to put on the radio? Allergies? It's hard to sell an album if you can't play any of it on the radio. Paul. And I mean, that's that's fine for an artist to do, to say, I don't want a single. I want to have a, you know, a, is this an a, album. I don't want to have a single. I his, want to have an is, album is it, of my own. Is this his first album with Warner Brothers? And if so, how do they feel about him not having singles? Because <laughs> it seems like they would have an opinion about that. Warner Brothers, uh... That's why he ran away to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, One Trick Pony, which was also a movie, was... Was uh, CBS? No, that was Warner Brothers. That okay. was Warner Brothers, right. Because they did the movie and the album. Okay, so he, he left CBS pre-One Trick Pony? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Still Crazy After All These Years was Columbia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know if you guys seen One Trick Pony. It's have just, you? Uh, <laughs> I see him wearing that hat. Yeah, in it. I haven't seen it, but the B fifty twos are in it. Yeah, there's a yeah, Lou Reed's in it. There's a hilarious uh, scene where he like is trying to make a point that the B fifty twos are like a fad band. Yeah, and, and he's a real artist yeah so and I, I got mad at the movie <laughs> because of it i was like just let them have their fun these people mm-hmm. came to a concert and want to have fun and yeah. you're giving them cars or cars right now so yes uh, I, I i haven't seen it but i know in, in one trick pony paul simon plays it's a real stretch of a role for him. He plays a yeah. singer-songwriter that hasn't had a hit in a little while. Yeah. <laughs> and him and his band, played by his band, like, that's Steve Gadd riding behind him <laughs> in the car. Yeah, like, they, they, they're at a show, and it's the B-52s playing, and the crowd's loving it. And, like, Fred Schneider's got his little mustache, and he's playing this cowbell, and he's dancing around singing Rock Lobster. Then it cuts to, like, them in the car driving away and like, I, I can't quote it, but it's just like, well, that was lame. Right. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, a total like vanity people, project, people, right? People will get sick of that and they'll come back to 70s singer songwriters. Right. You know what the coolest thing in the entire <laughs> world is a 40 year old man criticizing kids. <laughs> 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 Nothing better. <laughs> oh, that's not real music. <laughs> Let me tell you how. I, oh, man, I, I love Paul, Paul Simon so much. 
Young people ever bought this album? Yeah, what do you think's the lowest age of someone that bought this album? 37? I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's think. Well, I mean, I bet younger people were getting into Simon and Garfunkel, right? So they see that bought it, like when they ac- when their grandma gives them some Transmorphers cartoons. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> I guess it's hard to be excited about Paul Simon though. No, it's at not. The, at it's, this point. Well, he he's got this is like not counting the Simon and Garfunkel stuff, this is his fifth solo album. And right. he's had enough solo albums to have one of them be a greatest hits. Sure. Like, he's got a catalog of classic songs out already. So, and we covered a lot of them in this project. Yeah. I don't know why we're sitting here tonight talking about Hearts and Bones. I don't think we should be. There's so I, many I, other albums we could This does about. not deserve our, our attention for the, before, you know, for the suicide pact that we all agreed on. Mm-hmm. Like we can't, this shouldn't have been involved. Like this is, this is just keeping us a, like one step away from, uh, from fulfilling our, yeah. our, our covenant. Yeah. Should I even bring up the, the 1983 classic elephant in the room? Go for it. I would yeah. love you to. I mean, I, would love I just feel like you could swap it for this album, right? I think we, that we should do a proper podcast about that album. That'd be fun. We could just swap out sports. Huey Lewis should. in the news. Sports. I don't know how we're not talking about Huey Lewis in the news sports, but we are talking about I mean, that's not even... I don't even... I mean, I like that album. It's. I could see someone arguing, being like, meh. But at the same time, it's like undeniable how how much that album has sold, how popular it is, what influence it has. Mm-hmm. And there's no representation of their entire career. Right. In the book other than some of them being in the backing band for Elvis Costello's first album. Right. Meanwhile. Or playing harmonica. <clears throat> right. Filling it. Meanwhile, Paul Simon, rightfully so, is saturated with coverage in, in, in the book. Yeah. We've covered him with Simon and Garfunkel. We've already covered at least one, maybe two of his... Just one. I, I, his his debut. His debut. Yeah. With, with, yeah. Uh, you know. With like me and Julio and stuff. Yeah. And then shit, the the 80s juggernaut that is Graceland. Right. We, it's like, it's like he, we're so close to him becoming so relevant in music culture that we would not really be missing much to just check back in with him at Graceland. We'd be missing nothing. The, the If this book is trying to tell the story arc of Paul Simon and how this was the dip before he figured out Graceland, right. fuck you, I don't care. Skip to the end. Right. Yeah, skip to Graceland. Just give us the hits. I mean, just give us the good and, stuff. And yeah. if, if, right. if, the, if the Central Park reunion concert is as big a deal as they're saying, which it absolutely was. Yeah. That was an album. It was. Put that yeah, in the book. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you there. Like the 1980 Simon and Garfunkel reunion album. I would that love to BFD. talk about that. that. That's cool. Yeah. No. What song is this right now? Oh, this is Think Too Much A. Yeah. yeah Think Too Much A. Yeah, no, it's good. There's, it's fine. There's, yeah. there's, there's some decent tracks in here. It doesn't make it a good album, though. Yeah. Are we, are we sure it's not like a... Like a slow build, like this is just kind of an under, understated oh. album that we need to contemplate more. Well, this is my fourth time through, and yeah, I'm yeah. Any better. I listened to it plenty. Honestly, of times. I, I was planning on listening to it another time today, but then 
Dusty Hill of ZZ Top died and yeah. all of my listening plans changed. I just listened to ZZ Top all day today. When you put I sh- on your ZZ Top shirt. I, I, f- I had to go find it in a box in the basement because it's in my box of shirts that don't fit my tummy anymore. <laughs> but That's every shirt for me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely had to f- go, go find my ZZ Top shirt. R.I.P. Dusty. I do, since I mentioned Christ God in the last one, I do want to mention his quote of a finally wrought dead end for this album. <laughs> Oof. All right. What do we think? It, it's not bad enough to deserve uh, like my ire, but I'm just going neutral. Neutral. With a, with a caveat of Guinea Sports. Okay. Yeah. Uh, n- neutral. Neutral for me. Uh, I've never, I've never heard a Simon, Paul Simon song or album that I would call negative. Uh, right. I'm, I'm a big Paul Simon fan, but this is not required listening. No, this is not crucial. And if we're limited to a thousand one albums, we shouldn't be spending, spending our time and efforts on hearts and bones. No, not yeah. at all. no disrespect, Paul Simon. Yeah. I do want someone who really likes this record to get shitty with us love, when it comes love, out, and I want to I hear. That, I, I yeah. want to hear why. Yeah, I would love to wrong. hear a yeah. argument of why this is like a classic. Yeah. Paul Simon, yeah. or if someone thinks this is better than his his uh, debut, any Simon Garfunkel Graceland. If anyone thinks this any, is better than Graceland, yeah, um, fuck right off. <laughs> no, I, I, I would love to hear that. Yeah, argument, I, 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 I want to hear the argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I retract my fuck right off. I'm generally curious. I would love to hear that argument. Yeah. What do you think, Kyle? I'm going negative. Oh, okay. The hell with this album. I was mad listening to this album. Yeah. I was trying to give it a chance. I liked allergies. <laughs> I like to think too much A and B. I like the late, great Johnny Ace. But that Cars are Cars. Like, fuck that song. Yeah. <laughs> and fuck him for putting this on here. Yeah. Fuck him for putting this in the book instead of so many better albums. Negative. Yeah. Kyle, I think that's your first negative. It is my first negative. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. And you got yeah. mad. You got good and mad. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Good job, Kyle. I'm the one who screams. You scream. You guys are ripping off on me. Yeah. They all scream. Uh, yeah, I think I'll do Troll. Again, it's. I didn't like. To look at the clock, I guess, while I was listening to it. Oh, I did. <laughs> Although I guess Cars or Cars came on. I was like, what the? What is going on? I was on the exercise bike. <laughs> I was changing fixtures in our bathroom sink, and I was uh, just cussing at the speaker. <laughs> I'm, I'm more mad. I'm. That's the thing is I have to temper it because I'm more mad about the book, like putting it in, mm-hmm. than I am about, about Paul Simon making this it. album. Paul Simon should make as many albums as he wants. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll just stick with neutral. I'm mad at the curator. Yeah. I'm mad that someone thought that this was deserving of, yeah. of Paul, like, wh- why put it in here? If you ask Paul Simon, he'd probably be like, why? Why'd you, yeah. why, why put it in there? He's like, what, you putting one trick pony too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Echo and the Bunnymen, Porcupine. Woo! Yeah. Cars are cars all over the world. Cars are cars all over the world. Similarly made, similarly sold. In a motorcade, abandoned when they're old. Cars are cars all over the world. Cars are cars all over the world. 
engine in the front, Jack in the